Hey, Divine One, Nikaila Mariah, inner child and self-mastery expert and divine channel at your service, and this is my podcast. It is my mission to guide you back into remembering of all that you are as you stand in your highest self and live this life on earth in your fullest and most joy-filled ability. It's time to stand in your power, optimize your energy, and let wealth rain down on you as you get clear on your energy, mind, body, and spirit. This is for the divine ones, the cosmic beings, the creatives, industry leaders, and stars who are ready to activate their fullest potential and live a life of purpose, peace, and wealth as we create a new world. It's time to remember who the fuck you are and act accordingly. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Embodied Divinity. I'm so excited to have Igor here today. I don't know how to say your last name, so I'm not even going to try, but um, I'm very excited for you guys to hear whatever unfolds in this conversation. Um, And like I mentioned in the introduction of this, Igor's an amazing spiritual teacher and I think you're going to enjoy a lot of his insights today. So welcome, Igor. I would love for you to just introduce yourself to my audience and maybe let us know how you got to where you currently are today. Okay, thank you. The, thank you for having me on. Um, so in terms of my last name, even I struggle to say it sometimes. It's a, it's a doozy, that one. Something like Vasilevitsky, Vasilevitsky. And if you add my middle name, man, that's that's even worse. It's Igor Borisovich Vasilevitsky. So, wow. yes. Um, so how did I get here? Well, um, I started my professional career in IT. And um, yeah, I, I hate it. I hated it. <laughs> um, I managed to stick, stick through five years. And then I was like, all right, this is really not me. What am I gonna do? And then I quit that, and I just went backpacking. I went backpacking in South America and Asia, and did just that popular thing, the eat, pray, love kind of experience. And uh, but through that, I just found myself gravitating towards the direction of everything to do with healing, and and quite naturally too with people. Um, and uh, and I was just I was just lost in when I was in that zone of connecting to someone and really guiding them and I was like this is an amazing experience where it's like I'm lost in that to myself but I'm also found at the same time and so I just followed followed the 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 rabbit down the you know the rabbit hole really and uh, then I studied I studied transpersonal psychology and and a bunch of other things uh, because I was looking to bridge the the sacred and the spiritual and the psychotherapeutic um and uh, yeah, I began my practice, and that was what where I went two thousand twenty three. I don't know, fifteen years ago, something like that. Um, and I've been seeing, I've been, I've been writing a lot, as you know, and that's how I, I believe that you and I connected just through my writings. Um, uh, so I have a following online, and uh, I write things that are sake. I would say very connected to to the sacred dimension of of experiencing as well as the therapeutic, uh, the healing aspects, which to me, it's really one and the same. Uh, and I have a practice where I see clients one-on-one. Most of them are all, all around the world. There's maybe one or two in Melbourne, Australia, where I, where I live. 
Um, you know, I see couples sometimes as well, which is uh, which is a really beautiful, uh, beautiful kind of work to be to be helping people connect in love and and connect deeper. Um, yeah, so that's probably what I'm going to where I'm going to end my little monologue and introduction of self. So why, why the healing path? I know so many people who have been on the show. And for me personally, there's been, there's been sort of a catalyst for us to dive into healing some sort of um, human experience that has really awakened us to this, this spiritual healing, this, uh, all the psychotherapy and, and the work with other people. Was there something like that for you? Um, I mean, I did have a trauma, a relationship that kind of that that broke down, and that threw me into probably I would say in re- in retrospect a uh, depression, and then um, and then yeah, I started looking outside my little bubble of what I was born into and the cultural context and the indoctrination, um, and started to see new things outside of that. So that was probably the catalyst to start searching but I didn't have any kind of like massive awakening that was just like like some people do uh that maybe completely change paths it was more incremental I would say cool so this this correct me if I'm wrong but it feels and seems like and I feel like I've heard you mention it before that Mm. a lot of your work is channeled through you can you speak Mm. on that a little bit yeah, um, you know, it's an interesting one because I don't, some people see see things or guides or something like that. They talk to them. I don't have any of that. Um, but there is this knowing that, that drops in where I'm like, this isn't me speaking from my mind or from my experiences. A lot of the time I'll be like speaking from knowing to clients and it's just flowing and flowing and flowing. And I don't know what I'm going to say. And then I'll say something that will be completely what they need to hear. But I didn't even think about this concept or idea before. It's completely new. And we both sit there going, what the hell was that? You know, that was really cool and profound and interesting um, and transformative. So there is definitely an aspect of bringing in wisdom and knowledge that's not from Igor, the therapist, and Igor, the, the person um it's it's what i sense is this it's this connection to this field of knowing um and coming from that place with your experience of of being uh of having that knowing of sitting in front of clients of of using that knowing to write work and inspire others what would you say has been the most profound um piece of knowledge whether that's knowledge k-n-o-w or that really gnostic opening of of the spiritual realm what would you feel like that piece is for you what's sorry i'm trying to understand the question so what's the most profound piece of knowing that's come through me is that is that what you're asking sure i i really i really couldn't say um, to me, you know, anything that comes through that way is so exciting. It's so inspiring. And that's why for me, a huge piece of what I'm, what I am doing is yes, I'm working with people, but a lot of it for me is being, I guess, in the messenger archetype, because I just get so much of it during the day. I could sit there and constantly write. And it's like, you know how sometimes I'll just f- almost flood, f- flood 
the day of Facebook is like post after post after post. And that's, it feels like often that's me holding back because there's just so much that seems to be coming through, but it always comes through in this mm, exalt, exalted, exciting way because it feels new and fresh and profoundly transformative. And I'm like, there's just this burning to get this message out. And when it's out, I feel like, oh, you know, it's like that energy begins to calm down and goes into another stream. So I had this really interesting experience the other day on the weekend where I went to this Russian event. I'm, that's, my, that's my background. And there was this taxi driver there at the dinner table. And, uh, and he looked at me and he just started talking to me. And, you know, he's like 60 years old, this Russian dude. And I would have never have thought. And all of a sudden he's channeling and we, there's this channel that opens up between us. And I'm telling him think, things he needs to know. And he's telling me things that are very see-through about me. And one of the things that he said was like, you're here, you're really here to bring a change of system from 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 a certain level to another level and that made really a lot of sense to me because all the stuff i get is like it's reframing or deepening or expanding uh current frameworks and paradigms that we are all in so it for me it's there's been a lot of connection between let's say the psychotherapeutic realm and into the sacred realm and into the soul and into the archetypal and into the and and back into the behavioral and up to the theological and it's like there's a lot of kind of deepening of these frameworks that it has been coming through me so in answer to your question i don't have one piece they all feel like equally burning urgency of importance to get out there so i couldn't possibly kind of rank them in that way if that makes sense Totally. Yeah. And I have two questions. I'll yeah. ask them one at a time, though. Um, the first wait, wait, wait. Can you ask them together at the same time? That would be really cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, can you give us a little bit of insight into your process? Like, I don't imagine you're just sitting around all day waiting to type these messages. Like, what does that look like and feel like? And how do you produce so much? I know it comes through you, but that also... I mean, I know for me with two kids and I do consider myself a channel, I get these messages, but I can't always sit down and write them out. But you seem to have this really beautiful flow. So what is your process? What does that look like for you? Uh, I'm very blessed with the support that I have. I mean, I am a father, as you know, and I do have a son, but I, I have him one week every uh, three weeks. And um, so that, 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 that obviously is less time when I'm with him to write but otherwise you know at the moment I used to I used to live up in the Gold Coast and now I live back in Melbourne and I've moved down here only I don't know what it what it is six months ago or something so I am staying with my family and so a lot of my a lot of these other things are provided for you know it's a Russian Jewish household so the, the fridge is always full it's always food you know and so I do. I, I just have this spaciousness and this um, and this room to really be with the process and allow for the things to that are coming in to come through. So, and and I, I'm like, there's so many different directions that open up in terms of I could go down here and I could get super inspired and write about that or that or this, 
So there's a lot of times that I do have to kind of just, all right, you got to shut that off and I got to focus on something else that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of space for stuff to come in. And sometimes I just have to choose. A lot of times it's with a client. After the client, I'm like, whoa, that was inspirational. That was deep. And I asked the client, can I share this? Not personal, but it's like there is a theme there that is archetypal. Because it, it seems like I'm able to take things through to the deepest core that's common to all of us, right? So somebody that comes in and on a surface level, they may have a neurotic behavior that they're trying to shift. And I, I tend to be able to follow that through to the human core underlying archetypal thing that drives us all. That's that's why people seem to resonate and connect to my work because it's so common. I mean, one of the uh, messages I get almost on a daily basis in my inbox is like, why, how are you reading my mind? Or how are you reading my soul? Um, or get out of my dreams? Or um, was that about me? Was that about me, Igor? I saw you a year ago and you're talking exactly about the things that, you know, that was there. And and uh, I, I've written posts about this, that it's never about anyone, but it's about everyone. At the same time, I can relate to every single one of those things, you know? So, yeah. So that kind of was leads me into what my second question was going to be, but let me phrase it like this. So you you do post a lot and some of your posts are a little contradictory and um, they seem to go from like this very cosmic um, conscious writing to this very human activating writing and it you kind of oscillate between the two. And so two things that come to mind with this question. Number one, do you feel like you relate to everything you write? And number two, do you feel like you've fully embodied everything you write about? Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I embody things and that's a both a curse and a gift because it's like in order to talk so knowingly about things, I tend to, for some reason, really deeply immerse myself in these things. And so I'm kind of, I become them, which is a gift in the sense of being able to then articulate the experience very clearly and very personally, because I am those things rather than just cognitively understanding them from afar. Um, but it's, it's, a okay, am I allowed to swear? I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. all right. It's a, fucker, it's a fucker when it comes to, um, personal, personal relationships and, even just stability of my own consciousness in the world. It's like, I can agree to go to an event the next day, but I can be so deeply in some dark aspect of the psyche that I can't quite compartmentalize it. It's needing to be expressed. It's needing to be explored. And um, that can get quite tricky. Now, what was your other question? I forgot your other question. Just the relatability to everything you write. Oh, yeah yeah so because of that it feels that uh i can relate it's just i'm moving through the human experience i'm and then i'm you know potentially connecting into other dimensionalities of experience and so it's more than relate to it's i've become it you know for that time until it's had its voice and then it tends to just move on and I shift into other things. So 
you write a lot about the divine feminine and the essence of the feminine and more recently have been writing a lot about the father wound, the father figure, the masculine role. And mm -hmm. I, just love, I think I, it would be great for my audience to hear a little bit more about um, maybe the father wound in itself, because as we, as you speak to the divine feminine, and a lot of those feminine wounds come from an unhealthy masculine figure or father figure. Um, and I feel like in my personal opinion, to cultivate a healthy masculine and feminine energy within each individual, we have to have a really good understanding of both and um, have healed at least a little bit, both of those aspects within ourselves. Uh, yes. Sorry. So what was your question exactly? So maybe just speak a little bit on the, the father wound or the divine masculine or anything that maybe mm. you feel called to say for this audience today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you know, my posts have been so much about father of light and a lot of them have been really triggering to a lot of people, which has been, yes. <laughs> which has been so interesting to, to observe. Um, so it's such a it's such a big journey around this for me. It's like I don't know, maybe a year ago, so maybe a year ago, maybe even a bit longer, where it's like there was this awareness of the healing world and my healing work within myself and the healing world at large is very feminine in nature. By that I mean a lot of opening and unfolding and surrender and dismantling of structures. So in a lot of ways, it's very anti-patriarchal. Let's break down the controlling and the repressive and the rigid and freedom and emancipation and liberation, which means just more opening of the psyche, more unfolding, more breaking down, more surrender, more flow, more uh, freedom of expression. And then there was this understanding, it was like, holy shit, like, but I'm not feeling much better. I can move everywhere I want in consciousness, but where the hell is the structure? What's going to hold me together? It's just getting deeper and darker and everybody around me seems to be as well. And it's just, then it's the next layer and then it's the next layer. It's like everybody's processing, but nobody's living. And then it was this downloads and this, uh, and, and a knowing of having to be, to start to develop structure within my consciousness from a deeper place of the masculine, right? So it was almost like this breaking down of everything and it was coming back to deeper levels of being, but also connection into God consciousness because God creates. And so it was this, this, this kind of, there was a very archetypal journey for me of going through the biblical stages of, um, of activation really, of activating. I could literally experience the biblical stories within me unfolding in a lot of ways until there was this kind of connection into God and arising of God consciousness, which allowed them to begin, begin to create reality. And so it was like, okay, well, structure is necessary to hold my consciousness together. All this eros and all this movement of energy, structure can hold it and direct it. And that's not repressive. And so as I started to step into that, and then I was like, oh, I'm being God the Father to myself. And then I was able to be that to others in sessions. I realized like a lot of it is coddling. It's like, 
oh, let me empathize with this wound and that wound. And let me, let me softly, gently, of course it's necessary. And I do a lot of that. It's a lot of heart, a lot of softness, a lot of warmth, a lot of compassion in me for human suffering. Tons, infinite. And there are times where there has to be this containment and this structure, authority, stability, groundedness, and directness in terms of calling bullshit out. Because it's like if you have a child in consciousness that, that, that comes up and goes, and is very sulky, it's like an emo kid who sits in a room. No amount of compassion and softness and motherliness is going to get him out of that room. It's the father energy. It's going to go, hey, come on, we're going, we're going now. It's time to step up. And it activates something within the child. And so that energy became important in the healings. And often when I step into that, I'm like, holy shit, I feel like such a father. And on the one hand, it's a little bit awkward for me personally as Igor. First of all, it goes against all the principles of therapy and all this other stuff. And sometimes the, the client feels chastised or reprimanded, but it's but I can feel how clean it is. And I can see why they or how their father made them feel at the time. But because it's clean, it's because they've never had the modeling of a clean father energy that is doing the authority for them, not for me. It ultimately proves healing to my clients. Um, so, you know, in the last little while, there's been this, especially with the Lionsgate, something really just oof, came through. And it was this full-on fire authority energy. It was clean as fuck. But it was so, like... Let's put away all the soft, cuddly, cuddly, mushy stuff. And let's really bring in the, the poor, direct authority. And so I started channeling and writing things in a way I haven't before. And because I'm just like, I just go with what's writing. I'm not like, oh, I need to write it in a certain way. I need to appear a certain way. I need to try to get audience in. It's not about that for me. It's about getting the message across about what's coming through. But I started doing that. Whew. Yeah, it was beautiful. All these people that have been with me for a long, long time, you know, because of the softness and the love and the compassion for the human condition and suffering, they were like triggered left, right and center. So much backlash, so much all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. This is good. This must happen. This needs to happen right now because I really do feel like we need the father energy in the world at the moment. And it needs to bring up the father wounds. And I'm okay with being that person to be targeted for it because I don't even feel like it's me personally that's being backlashed against. It's the father energy. And that's okay. So, so there was all of that and I was just clarifying and staying with it for a few days. And I could feel how it also shifted a lot of these dynamics that I didn't even really pick up before in terms of people commenting in certain ways that were really rebellious teen adolescent thing and arguing and, and 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 vying for little pieces of power and purposefully missing the point of what I'm trying to say because it's really about challenging the authority figure you know all this sort of stuff so I called it all out in like I don't know three or four days <clears throat> and the people that were like kind of willing to allow that to land really saw the medicine in that and um and some people kind of just stopped commenting for a while and were a little bit afraid to engage with that energy and others were drawn to it. And it doesn't really matter to me what happens. I'm just kind of reflecting on on what, what the result was. So 
Yeah, that's the father piece that's been really coming through really strongly. <clears throat> the masculine's a bit broader and um it has different functions to the father specifically, you know. Um, and we can talk about that, but maybe I'll just stop here and, and let you uh, I'm not sure how long I've been monologuing there for. No, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I think, you know, I enjoy watching things play out for people and just allowing myself <clears throat> notice the energies and I've noticed with a few of of the men in your position yourself and a few others I've watched who have had that I think the difference is and that I think a lot of times people have a hard time remembering especially um, gendered females with this father wound I think it can be very hard to realize that what you're saying like you said with this clean healthy masculine energy it can oftentimes activate their unhealed father wound and they project onto you. And so you're saying something, but they're saying, well, my father wasn't this way. He's, he had authority that was abusive. He had authority that was, and instead of looking at you and these other men in this role as these clean, healthy, masculine figures, they're only coming at it from their wound. And I mean, it's been, it's been really beautiful for me with the Lionsgate too. Um, I offer a very, nurturing energy and so a lot of people have been you know wanting to sink into that and I also have a very no bs energy so it's like this kind of play of of love and structure and love and structure and so I see what you're saying and I also see you know the ways it definitely does activate people but I also feel like we're living in a time where we're done pussyfooting for lack of a better word around these wounds and instead we're saying we know it's there. Let's face it. Let's face it. And I will be your compassionate guide into that activation. So mm -hmm. that's what I've witnessed with you anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, that. maybe that is what's happening that we're done pussyfooting around. I just like, I don't often know what necessarily a trend is as such, like energetically. Um, it's just whatever comes through. I just, go with with that and so you know after that now i'm back to being very writing these really compassionate loving things to different aspects because that's just what's coming through and at any moment it could change and i can be like oh okay i'm seeing that shadow that needs this and then all of a sudden that fire comes back but it's it's always it's always medicinal you know it's never personal it's it's not egoic and when it is, I've caught that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe my process in it is in a different way. It's like there, it really is because I mean, my my experience has been that I've had to really unravel myself, my personal self, for a purpose, and that's been really weirdly weird and archetypal and incredibly confronting, because. I've had to, I've just had these experiences where I've had to surrender my personal needs and aspirations and um, desires and ambitions. Mm -hmm. And then when I've done that, all of a sudden these posts that I, I'm channeling, I'm like, fuck, that's going to give me absolutely no business. It's going to throw people away, <clears throat> but I have no choice. And that's okay. That's more, that is really what's being asked of me now. There's nothing, there's, there's less and less in the way of that coming through. So, there's something incredibly freeing about that, but the process of it, you know, my human was kicking and screaming. It still does. It still comes up for me. It's like, 
what the where the hell is this purpose taking me because i i don't want to go down that path i want these things in life this this and the other but i can't have them and it's like i'm I'm letting them go and it's like the person's purpose is coming through so i'm that that is one thing i'm really confident in in terms of what comes through trusting that knowing that is for others because it's just not coming from me personally anymore you know um, I'd love to hear more about your process of talking your the human side of you through that um, that whatever you want to call it tantrum or resistance or whatever it might be. Oh yes! Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> it's like freaking clinging on for dear life, and you know, internally throwing shit at 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 whoever in life, and um going like what the why like i want these things i'm 41 i want to be you know i want to be traveling or i want to be talking on stages and whatever and um and it's like why am i in another deep wave of existential crisis slash depression slash anxiety slash understanding let's say the deepest shame wounding within the masculine sexual consciousness today you know and it's like, how long is that going to be? Okay, I just have to surrender and go with that until that goes. <clears throat> so at times I'll dig my heels in, my psychic digs my the heels in and goes like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm done. You know, and suicidality, for example, comes up in the in the ego often and in clients too, as the final level of resistance of like, I want out. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is my final tantrum. I'm willing to take this dude out just not to surrender anymore. And then of course that happens and it's like, oh, oh what a relief. Of course I want to be here. Of course I want to do my purpose, you know? But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, and then at other times it's like, it's not about the surrender. Then I enter a different stream of, you could say spirituality where it's like, love and compassion for self not dismantling loving the human forgiving the human asking for forgiveness of the divine of other humans seeking and offering compassion for that holding that being kind and being gentle to that because there's a lot of violence in the dismantling too or can be so it's interesting that it's like i i tend to at times move into different forms of spirituality too which you know, to me, the best I can make sense of it is because then I'm able to meet people in there where they're at and offer them the peace that they're missing. And and that's, you know, that speaks to what you said before. Sometimes your writing is contra contradictory. Fuck yes. And then, you know, for a long time, I was like, how am I going to stand behind this? Shouldn't I be like consistent? Isn't that going to confuse people? Why is it contradictory? How does this even make sense? <clears throat> the thing is, <clears throat> what <clears throat> what I figured out is like <clears throat> belief belief is is rigid. It's like I believe this, and I'm gonna stick to this throughout. Truth is fickle. Truth can change from moment to moment. And so often I'll be working with a client and I'll say something to them, and it helps. And then in the next moment or in the next session with the same client, I'll say something completely opposite, and that helps. 
And I'm like, what? Or, or you know, I'll be working with someone on the inner child. And then at the next session, I'm working on their angelic realm connections or whatever. And I'm like, what? But it's like, all right, I'm just trusting that. And that is helping. And so when I write something, I'm like, that sounds completely different to what I wrote the other week. How's that going to be perceived? Like, what am I, what am I even like? Why am I, why is that? And I'm like, no, but that's true too. That's also truth that can be helpful. And it's not even sometimes for me to question. It's what's coming through. It's the truth. Okay. All right. All right. I'll write it. So uh, I completely forgot you even what you asked me now, but here I am. No, you answered it. I love okay. that. One of my mantras is I know nothing and I believe nothing. And right. it's really powerful. So I love that. What would you say to somebody listening who's listening to you talk about this movement, this process of of surrender and compassion and resistance and acceptance? Everybody on the spiritual journey, especially in human form, is is battling with these things. And what would you say is the number one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's kind of oscillating between the different highs and lows of all of it? Um, so like, you mean someone on the spiritual journey that's moving through different experiences of unraveling? Is that what you mean? Yeah. And, and maybe feeling the clean, the ego cling and, and the attachment just kind of suffocating and. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, it's different at different times and it's different for every person. Um, sometimes it is about that trust and that surrender peace and that faith and trust and faith are. Are a little bit different um at other times it's about honoring and allowing yourself to hold on and being gentle and and supportive to that and at other times it's about going well why aren't i seeking help to hold on or to or to let go and sometimes it's about am i holding on too much to other people's help and i need to let that go and sometimes it's about connecting to your ancestors for help. And sometimes it's about stopping the collapse seeing, and the unfolding and ste stepping onto the island in the stream that you're grasping onto, realizing that that's where you have to be for a while and ground there in, in a structured way. It so depends. It's so individual and unique. That's why like, my answer is multidimensional, multifaceted, because all these things I've said to you, I've said to people at different times and that's been helpful. I love that. It's beautiful. So um, Igor, you are a spiritual teacher and you do work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Do you want to speak as we wrap up to how others can work with you and what that looks like? Sure. Um, so, I mean, they're welcome to just connect to me, let's say on Facebook. And I think you're going to share my link on that and um, they can have a read and fill into my content. Uh, I do share, I want to add to this, like I do share some, quite a bit of, as you know, anecdotes about my family, which I think are heartwarming because in a lot of ways, I'm just being, I am being as much of myself on there as, as I am myself. And so part of who I am is, um, you know, my experiences in my daily life and a lot of that is with my son and specifically with my mother and because they're so beautiful and so quirky and artistic and wise and i have these really funny farcical ridiculous and also joyful beautiful interactions with them that it's like 
I just want to share this. I want to share this because this is beautiful. This is beauty and people can relate to that. So a lot of some of the content is, <clears throat> is like that. Um, and, but they can kind of read through that, feel into that, feel into the channeled stuff, feel into my understanding. They can do that. And then they can connect to me or they can email me directly and just connect to me. Um, and, and basically just ask for what they, what they need really, like what they're going through and they can share that and mm, we can line up a session and, uh, I can tune into their story and into where they're at and offer them what's essentially just helpful on their life path. Awesome. Thank you. And for those of you thinking of working with Igor, I highly recommend it. I had a session with him and it was so powerful. And I think it's just beautiful, especially if you're looking for um, an experience mm -hmm. with that healthy masculine energy. So thank you all for listening today. As always, Breathe deep and plan on miracles, and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Divine One. It truly has been an honor to guide you deeper into yourself today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to create a ripple of support for my podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can find me on all the socials by searching Nikaila Mariah or checking the link in my bio. As always, breathe deep, plan on miracles, and know life's about to get a whole lot more magical.